Welcome to another episode of Talking Sports. I'm Matt Watkins. I'm Gunnar Lowe. Welcome today from wherever you're listening from, and yeah. So, Gunnar, let's start off with the World Series. That finishing up Tuesday night, um, the day we were supposed to have another episode, but um, we had some technical difficulties, so Tuesday's episode will not be able to be posted. So, we'll cover some of the stuff in this episode. Yeah, um... I don't know what happened Tuesday. It would not save for some odd reason. So here we are on Thursday. Um, MLB World Series. Dodgers finish in six. Uh, me and Matt both predicted that the Dodgers would finish in six. It was still a great World Series. Uh, the Rays put up a fight. And, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, for many people, not even expecting the Rays to go that far in the postseason, um, let alone make the World Series and mm-hmm. then win two games. They played phenomenally. Um, let's talk about how Snell was pulled in the sixth inning after giving up just his second hit of the game. Gunner, do you like the pull? No, I do not. Um, it was one hit, and I believe that he could shut him down for the rest of the inning. He already had one out in the inning, and it was just one little hit. Yeah, he struck out Mookie Betts twice and if you're able to strike out one of their best players twice in a game I think you're ready to face him a third time Mm -hmm. I think you'll be able to make the necessary adjustments to face him again yeah um Snell was on point that night uh curveball was doing the magic that he needed it to be doing and then after they pull him they allow the um yeah two runs that inning yeah and then Mookie homering in the eighth just as um, kind of safety at that point as oh, yeah. the Dodgers win it 3-1. But, I mean, I don't get what was going through the manager's mind when he was pulling Snell. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know what was going on, but um, apparently it's what the manager wanted and you do what the manager wants, right? Yeah. Um, how about Justin Turner getting told in the sixth inning that he, he tested positive for COVID-19, being pulled from the game, and then Goes celebrating. So, yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about something real quick. How about that after-game kiss with his wife after he gets told he tested positive? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean. Yeah, so... Um, the MVP ended up being Corey Seager. Um, I believe that he totally deserved it, leading the team in RBIs and average through the postseason. Yeah, definitely. He was one of the best players on this Dodgers team this postseason. And really, you could have given it to a few Dodgers players, but I really like Corey Seager winning that. Oh, yeah, Corey Seager really deserved it there. Um, so... As you can see from the video when Snell got pulled real quick, he used some very big language, if you could read lips there. Um, And after game uh, interview, interview, he was basically explaining his reaction to what happened. Yeah, and I I think he had every right to be bad. I mean, he's given his team the best shot to go to Game 7 yeah. and then have a chance to go win the World Series. 
But, um, you know, he said he felt fine. He was ready. And he said, yeah, you know, Betts, you know, Seeger and all them have made the adjustments to come face me a third time. Mm-hmm. But I can make the adjustments yeah, just um, like them. Yeah, Snell was big at making in-game adjustments to face each hitter differently according to which hitter it is. Yeah, the manager saying that he did not want Snell to face them a third time, saying that he didn't think he'd be able to be as effective against players like Mookie Betts, who ended up hitting a home run in the eighth. Yeah. Um, World Series was a fun one to watch, and a real surprising one on the Rays making it. And that's all for the MLB World Series recap, and let's head on to the NFL. Um, OBJ is out for the season with a torn ACL, and I believe that will hurt the Browns real big. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, this will definitely affect the Browns really big. Um, Obviously, Baker Mayfield's so inconsistent. You know, last game he dropped five touchdowns, um, you know, but he was playing the Bengals. And overall, as a team, the Browns, like, you look at the record and you think they're, they'd be one of the best teams in the NFL. They do not play like one of the best teams in the NFL. No. Um, I if, if they do make the playoffs, I think they will be a first-round exit. I don't think that, you know, yeah, they'll be they able won't to. Make, they, they won't make it far if they go to the playoffs. They won't be like the Rays and surprise us. Um, yeah. Obviously, this is huge for the Browns because now you only have one star ride receiver in Jarvis Landry. So Jarvis Landry is going to have to step it up and oh, become yeah, that time. new wide receiver number one. Oh, yeah, Jarvis Landry will have to really step up big time if he wants to help the Browns still compete on the passing game. Yes. Bengals trade their defensive end, Dunlap, to the Dunlap. Seahawks. Um, He was their um, leading sacker this year and for many years. Um, and he wasted no time tearing down his sign in his parking spot at the Bengals facility. Um, definitely probably ha- happy to get out of Cincinnati. Gunner, do you think this trade will benefit the Seahawks? Um, I believe so, where he did so well in Cincinnati as a defensive player. I believe that he will be really able to help Seattle on their defensive side. Yeah, Seattle... Um, you know, struggled a little bit against Arizona, but Arizona had one of the better offenses in the league. Um, but I think, yeah, I think the Seahawks are just quietly building a great team, and I could see Seattle competing for a Super Bowl this year. Uh, yeah, the way Seattle's been showing off this year, I believe that they will be in the at least semifinals. To hit the Super Bowl. Um, speaking of Super Bowl, you hear that they're going to have at least 20% of capacity for the Super Bowl. Yeah, this is big. Um, you know, the biggest game of the year for the NFL, being able to have fans of this is great. You know, because then not only the families of the players, coaches, and stuff who, you know, want to go with this live, you know, what the big accomplishment they had. Um, you know, their family members accomplished this year, making it to the Super Bowl. But 
you know, that fans get to go see. And honestly, I think sports is just much better with fans. Oh, yeah. Um, it's nice to see that we're slowly working our way back into having fans at games and uh, having that experience. Uh, yeah. Um, this just another? this just in. The um, Gardner Minshew, quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has a fractured thumb, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, and could miss next Sunday's game. Gunner, do you think this will affect the Jaguars greatly? Um, not really greatly because all they really need right now with how well Derrick Henry's been rolling, all they really need is a quarterback that will be able to— Derrick Henry's on the Titans. Gardner, Min- Gardner Minshew. Oh, you said Jaguars. My bad. I thought yeah. you said Titans for oh, a second. No. Sorry, that's my bad. <laughs> um, I believe it could. And yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't think it will affect them too much. Where the, um, Jaguars haven't been winning with him. Um. I think the Jaguars at this point should probably tank. Um. For someone like Trevor Lawrence. Um. I don't think the Jaguars team is very good. They've traded some key pieces this offseason, including Calais Campbell to the Ravens. And I think this at this point, they're kind of just entering a rebuilding phase. Yeah, I could definitely see them rebuilding over the next couple of years. Um, So Cardinals trade for Marquise Golden, who was on the Cardinals before he was on the Giants. So Cardinals get another pass rusher as Chandler Jones is out for the season. That, uh, I bet that will really help the Cardinals' defense, having someone that's experienced the Cardinals for quite a while and will be able to come back and help their defense out a lot. Yeah, guys like Patrick Peterson and Larry Fitzgerald, who have been on the Cardinals their entire career, you know, obviously know him and are sure good friends with him. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely will be fun to see them reunite um, in the desert. Yeah. Um, just a quick recap of last week's game since we missed it out on Tuesday. Uh, the Steelers against Titans. Steelers won 27-24. Big Ben really coming back strong. Matt, what do you think? I think uh, Big Ben's at a pace to win comeback player of the year. I mean, the Steelers, the only undefeated team left. Um, I think they've got a really good team, and their defense is absolutely amazing. If they can ha- Hold Derrick Henry, in my opinion, the best running back in the NFL right now, to 75 yards and just one touchdown. You know you're doing something right. Yeah, um, Steelers defense really had a big impact on holding Derrick Henry way down because Derrick Henry has been basically the biggest factor for the Titans this year, and yeah. Yeah, and with Henry being shut down, Tannehill was able to shine with 220 passing yards and a pair of touchdowns for him. So definitely great to see um, Tannehill looking good again. Yeah, real nice to see there. And Let's move on to probably what was the best game of the week. The Sunday night football game between the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Real close game there. Uh, ended up going into overtime and the Cardinals winning 37-34. Yeah, this was an amazing game all around by both teams. Um, How about the Cardinals' defense being able to pick off Russell Wilson three times? He only had three interceptions coming into this this game. 
and um, the Cardinals were able to do that in just one game. Uh, the Cardinals really put pressure on Wilson in the backfield and made him throw quite a bit of picks because of how well that Cardinals pass rushing is. Yeah, how about Tyler Lockett, though? 200 receiving yards and three touchdowns. Um, Lockett having a huge game there. But, yeah, he had a huge game there, but it didn't really help out that much with the loss. Yeah. Um, Kyler Murray, who won NFC um, Offensive Player of the Week with um, his amazing performance, 360 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception, 67 rush yards, and a touchdown. Um, Gunner, do you think Kyler Murray has a shot at MVP this year? Um, he definitely can. Everyone does. And, uh, yeah. Um, so, some games to watch this coming weekend on Sunday. The Steelers at the Ravens. I think this will be a very good game. Two NFC North division rivals. Um, Gunnar, who do you think is going to win this game? Um, I believe the Steelers can keep going on their roll and still be undefeated after this week's game. Yeah, I think their defense will be enough to start, stop Lamar Jackson. And um, if you can stop Lamar Jackson, you can stop the entire Ravens team. Yeah, uh, Lamar Jackson really playing a big role for the Ravens there. And he's the one that you really want to shut down. Yeah. Another game to watch is the Rams at the Dolphins. This is Tua Tungavailoa's first NFL start after being named starting quarterback over... Ryan Fitzpatrick um, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, um, if you haven't seen our previous one, Fitzpatrick getting taken out on benched for this who knows how long. Um, in my opinion, bad move, and we'll see how much it really impacts him this week. Yeah, Dolphins coming off a of bye, so Tua's had you know time to play practice with the first team offense and um we'll see if he's ready for his first nfl start got some playing time last time they played a couple weeks ago so we'll mm -hmm. see another game to watch cowboys at the eagles this is honestly going to be a horrible game um it's on sunday night football but these are the two probably best teams in the nfc east so gunner do you think the cowboys could win despite all the injuries they have um, it will be a tough win, but I believe that they do have the better team and will come out on top this week, even though they have had many injuries over the early season weeks. Yeah, I, I got. I think Eagles are going to win, obviously, because um, I think just them at least having the starting quarterback and the majority of their starters in will um, be a huge thing, and... Obviously, I don't think many people are going to be watching that game. Yeah, um, not really interesting game for this week. Just basically some bad teams that are the best in their division facing off. Um, let's move on to some college football. West, the Wisconsin-Nebraska game this week has been canceled due to Wisconsin's quarterback um, testing positive for COVID-19. Gunner... This game will not be able to be made up um, because the Big Ten had no room for bye weeks 
or anything. This is huge because this game will never be played. Yeah, um, that's a real sad thing to see to see your game to get canceled due to something that you didn't really want to happen. And um, because of the Big Ten coming in later in the season, uh, not making up anything will really hurt the teams, in my opinion. Yeah, and Wisconsin looked really good against Indiana last week. And um, honestly, this is why I think the SEC, ACC, and all them started on time is so... They have time, you know, to reschedule the games, you know? Yeah, to make up those things. Games get canceled, um, you know, they can play them in a couple of weeks. Or, you know, they've got all, they've all got a bye week. So, that is, you know, unfortunate for Wisconsin and Nebraska. Oh, yeah, big thing that you don't want to see. And, um, yeah, um. How well do you think that will affect their playoff running due to the cancellation? Um, I think, if anything, it really hurts some. I think Ohio State will have the best shot at making it from the Big Ten with Penn State, you know, obviously losing last week. We'll get to that in a little bit. But um, unless, you know, it's a Wisconsin-Ohio State, you know, both undefeated in the Big Ten championship, um, and then, you know, the, they both get in. I don't think, you know, Wisconsin's going to be able to get in. Yeah, um, so, talking about that Penn State game, number eight, Penn State loses to Indiana 35-36 on a controversial two-point. Matt, what do you think on that two-point there? Uh, I personally thought that he got in and the call was correct. Um, obviously there was not enough evidence to overturn it, so they did the right thing by calling it good where they called it good on the field. I personally don't think he was in. I think his uh he got out of bounds and his knee was down before the ball crossed the plate. Shortly after he got down, I believe the ball crossed. But um, you know, it's really tough to see, but if you're Penn State, you shouldn't even be put in that position. You should have been able to really dominate this game like Ohio State did to Nebraska. I don't think, you know, if you're Indiana, you should be celebrating this win. Um, They're now ranked one higher than Penn State now in the AP Top 25 poll. So it'll be interesting to see how this affects Penn State's game versus Ohio State this week. They get their first home game, Penn State does. Um, so that's one of my games to watch this weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, going back to that Penn State game, Penn State should have never been in that situation because they went over 3 on field goals. If they made one of those, then they definitely could have been able to at least hold a higher lead, and they should have never been in that situation. Yeah, if you miss a 25-yarder as well. Like, that's something you've got to work on this week. I think um, that's a huge problem. If you can't have a – if you can't kick a field goal, then you're going to be having to either punt it or go for it on fourth down every time. Um, Yeah. You want to be able to kick those field goals because, you know, as you see in this game, they just make one of those. They win the game. Yeah, at least one would – 
end up putting them on top. And just something that really, 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 really you don't want to see happening as a head coach. No. And um, Alabama's star wide receiver Jalen Waddell is out for the rest of the season with a broken ankle. Gunner, do you think this affects the Crimson's Tide um, playoff chances? Um, as well as the Crimson Tide is, I don't believe that it'll hurt them that much because overall they're a good team, and I believe that they still have the uh, skill to still be high up in the playoffs. And Yeah, Yeah, I still believe Alabama will make the national championship um, as of right now, my prediction is an Alabama-Clemson national championship game right now. I don't think I see two better, too much better teams than them. And for Alabama, you know, you still got Devontae Smith. Mac Jones is having a phenomenal year. And obviously, um, your running back, Najee Harris, looking really good. And, I mean, Alabama's had some great running backs in the NFL. And Najee Harris looking like he could be the next. Oh, yeah, um, Alabama has always had a strong running game, and this year it's really looking good. And I don't expect Alabama to be that devastated by a loss. No. Um, one more game to review for this week. Number 17, Iowa State at number 6, Oklahoma State. Iowa State losing this one 24-21. to A good close game. I, the onside kick fails for Iowa State in the final minute to try to go down and kick the field goal to tie the game and bring it to overtime. But overall, a great performance from both teams. And um, Oklahoma State, the only undefeated in the big team in the Big 12, do you think they'll be able to make the playoffs? Uh, definitely. If they keep on the role that they have been on and keeping the same energy, they will be able to go on and hit the playoffs. Yes. Um and then another game to watch this week as we finish up some college football stuff. Memphis who is 3 and 1 right now at number 7 Cincinnati who's undefeated. Gunner, do you think Memphis has the chance to pull up the upset set? Um as well as Cincinnati did this week, I don't believe that uh Memphis will be able to pull it off and so I expect Cincinnati to get another win. Yeah, and where it's at home from Cincinnati, I think they they will be able to keep their undefeated season alive and, um, you know, playoff hopes alive as well. Yeah, and um, that's all for college football. Uh, keep your eye out and watch the games this week. And yeah, Let's move on to the NBA. The Miller family sells U- the Utah Jazz and... Uh, to Ryan Smith, um, Gunnar, were you surprised by this selling? Um, a little bit because that um, it's a little different just to change a whole brand new owner that quick over the off season, and but also I wasn't surprised after seeing the Jazz perform against the Nuggets in the playoffs. That was not the way you want to see them perform. With Mitchell with 51 points and still not being able to. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think this new ownership will 
lead to major changes. Maybe, you know, trading of star players like Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert, or maybe even getting a new head coach. I believe it could. Um, it could really be the uprise for the Utah Jazz or the downfall. It just depends on what moves the new ownership makes. And, yeah. Um, I believe that it will relatively stay the same. I don't think major changes will happen. I think the Jazz are a good team. Um, you know, Mitchell, Ed Gobert, definitely two rising stars. But I think if you're Utah, um, you know, you obviously got to figure something out, you know, choking a 3-1 lead and then not being able to really compete for a finals, um, you know, making the playoffs but not being able to compete for the finals. Uh, yeah, um, Jazz are overall a pretty good team, and they've got a few players that really have some good potential in the coming years. And, yeah, NBA looking to start on Christmas Day this year. What better of a Christmas gift could you get than basketball on Christmas Day? Yes, while the NBA wants to start on Christmas Day, the majority of NBA players want to start on Marathon Luther King Jr. Day in um, January. Gunner, do you do you think Christmas is too soon? Um, with them, the NBA wanting to finish this, or do you, sorry, do you think um, January is too late where they want to finish the season before the Olympics? Um, yeah, I believe so. Um, due to like rest periods in the NBA in between games, it's a little longer than the MLB is. And MLB drags out their uh, season a little bit from June going all the way to October, even though that they play three games in a row. And I still think that it's a little long, so December would be a perfect start for the NBA. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. And, you know, hopefully we just do get a pretty long NBA season, you know and not having it canceled due to COVID. Yeah. Rockets hire a new head coach in um, Steven Silas, and um, honestly, the Rockets firing their head coach pretty early this offseason. Gutter, do you think Harden or Westbrook could be on the move? I believe so, that one of them could be on the move. And, um, yeah, as we said in earlier podcast, that Westbrook could possibly be uh, doing um, trade, traded, or just, yeah. Yeah. Um, e- for That's all for the NBA. College basketball, um, ESPN scraps, um, some, you know, some tournaments in the or- Orlando bubble. Um, no surprise there, you know. I don't think a tournament really would work this year with COVID. I think you're looking at maybe doing conference only this year. Yeah, um, also with the bubble idea, schooling comes first for those student-athletes, and I believe that it's the right thing to do to not have it in a bubble. Yeah, that's all for today. Thanks for tuning in, and um, look for our next episode next Tuesday, and hopefully we'll not have any more technical difficulties. And thanks for listening. See ya. It'll be next Monday.